Welcome to this episode of The Way with Cheech Fu. Su Wang is the founder of Property Place Mastery Consultancy and is an accomplished feng shui expert. In the course of her work in the real estate sector, she discovered the relevance and results of applying feng shui in the property industry. And so, she started delving deeper into the learnings of Chinese metaphysics in Malaysia, Singapore, China, and Taiwan. She eventually turned her passion of Chinese metaphysics into her career and started her own successful feng shui consultancy, helping clients to succeed globally. This is her story and her way. I hope you enjoy the episode. And we are live. Welcome, Sue, to The Way with Cheech Fu Podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for inviting me, Chi. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. And may I say you are our very first guest of the podcast. So, so thank you for uh, popping our podcast cherry, so to speak. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about yourself. So you're a feng shui consultant, right? Share a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. I'm from Malaysia, mm. Kuala Lumpur. Yes. Been to Perth since year 2008. Mm. Yeah, so it's about how many years now? For 17 years, I yes. think. Or 16 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. What part of Malaysia did you grow up in? In KL, in oh. Kuala Lumpur. In KL, mm. is it? Okay, mm. so right in the city of, of KL? Yeah. Or? yeah, right in the city. Yeah, in Selangor. <laughs> okay, yeah, Selangor girl. Yeah. All right. How was that experience? Do you remember much? To be honest, I was there till the age of probably late 20s. Yes. Yeah, I was posted around by Hilton International to work. Yes. So that was probably about 30 years in KL. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's the longest, I would say. Okay. Okay. So let's backtrack a little bit, right? So you, you went to school, you did SPM in Selangor, is yes, that correct? Yes, that's right. Okay. Yep. Fantastic. And then did you go off to college? In, in, in KL as in KL. well. Yep. Okay, mm. all right. Fantastic. Mm. And you did you study hotelier, hospitality, or what, what was it? Yes, mm. that's right. I was in a hotel industry for about 11 years. Fantastic. So I studied uh, hospitality back then okay. in KL. All yeah. right. So if you want to know, it's Taylor's School of Hotel Management. Ah, heard of Taylor's. <laughs> okay, very good. And how was that experience? Did you enjoy it a lot? Mm. Really, yeah, because mm. uh, I'm the person that is more of a practical person. Yep. Rather than a technical side. <laughs> okay. So uh, down to the doing, right? Down to the doing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. So, okay. So you graduated from Taylor's, right? And and did you jump straight into Hilton or was there any particular paths in between that and Hilton? Um, yeah. Interesting enough, because I would say I, um, I was quite lucky enough. Yeah. Because we did uh, have training in different hotel. Yeah. When we were in the hotel school. Got so it. I had... One at Malaga, I can't remember what that, that name was. Mm -hmm. But then we also have like Hilton, the old Hilton KL in KL, which is no longer there at the moment. Okay. The old one. Well, what's the location of that one? Do you, do you remember? Jalan Sultan Ismail. Okay. Yeah. So if you talk to any senior in uh, Malaysia now, mm. most of them know this hotel. Right. Yeah, because this this is the hotel that back then was just right in front of the race course. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And they have a very popular discotheque called Tin Mai, I think. A Tin Mai, mm. is it? Okay. 
Are you a frequent visitor? No. That? <laughs> so, so the last training, the last training I was sent yes. is this Old Hilton KL. Yes. And then right after that, I graduated and I applied my uh, first job at this Hilton. And I got accepted. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Con congratulations. Very mm. good. So it was a very good startup, I would say. Yes. Yeah. It was a good memories. A good memories. Mm. Okay. Now, obviously, you know, being in the hotel industry, there are many different pathways, right? What was your main responsibility at the Hilton uh, uh, at that time? I was at yeah. the receptions for one year. Mm -hmm. And then right after that, I was a group and tour coordinator. Yep. So I was there three and a half years. Yep. And then I got posted to Hilton Maldives mm -hmm. as a reservations manager. Great. And then later, later came back to Hilton Pataling Jaya for two years. Mm -hmm. And then right after that, I was posted to Hilton Phuket for about four years. Wow. Yeah, so I was uh, traveling a lot back then with Hilton and they were very generous in the sense that they sent us uh, to overseas training as well. So with this right. company, I've actually been to a lot of countries. Mm. Yeah. So it's kind of like that they have a kind of a rotating training program. Correct. Okay. So they, they actually invested heavily for their management team. Yep. So in fact, I was sent to Bangkok, Beijing, and uh, Seoul, all these places for training. Okay. Yeah. Right. Would you better share any particular memories or anything that kind of made these different places special? Like, you know, in terms of the hospitality industry? <laughs> one, <laughs> one of the experiences I could think of is Beijing. So when that was the first time I'm flying to Beijing for training. And before I went, I was thinking Beijing, it was China, right? Mm. So it wasn't that developed. <laughs> 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 so when I arrived, I was shocked because it's okay. such a big city and so developed back then, let's say about 30 years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What aspects of it was shocking to you? Like, you know, so what were the, the, the few things that you saw that was like, wow, okay, like we're definitely in a different country. Yeah, the, the city is really big, like okay. very vibrant. Okay. Yeah, because yep. uh, back in my mind, I was I was thinking like, it's just like a village. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because it's a small yeah. town, right? Yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah, but I didn't know that it's so developed. Yeah. Mm. Back then, right, were there still a lot of bicycles? Uh, uh, there, there is, but... A lot more cars. A lot more cars. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've done your rotating training program, right? And that was what, for a period of what, a couple of years? Or how long was that training, that rotating for? I would say that at least once or once in two years you would for, for overseas training. Okay. But internal training is very frequent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Understand. Understand. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, right? So you spent how many years? Um, With Hilton, I think at least close to 11 to 12 years. 11 to 12 mm. years. Okay. And then at the end of your journey with Hilton, right? Was your function still the same? Were you still in the reservations team as well? Or? I was in the revenue team. Revenue team? Yeah, okay. I was in the revenue team. So I was up to a senior reservations manager. Yes. So as part of the duty of working with the revenue manager as well. Yes. Yeah. Hey. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm. Obviously, that made up a formative part of your first segment of your career. Okay. How did you go from hospitality, hotels, right? The glamour, right? To your next phase mm. of your career. Tell us a little bit more about that. That's right. 
So yeah. in Chinese metaphysics, like what I'm doing now, mm. everyone has a different 10-year luck pillar. We call 10-year luck pillar, which is every 10 years, our life change. Okay. So back then, I didn't know. So it was like changing from Korea, and then I moved to overseas, and I met husband, and then I moved to Perth, you know. Mm -hmm. So all the life changes every 10 years in our life journey. Mm. So from there, when I came to Perth, I still continue work in the hotel industry, but it wasn't a Hilton. Mm. So I was with Brown Plaza, IHG brand. In fact, I started at Eco Beach Wilderness Retreat at okay. Broom. Oh, right. Yeah, so, right. Uh, yeah, so I was Fantastic. lucky enough to work with them for two years. Yeah. And then right after that is IHG in Perth for a couple of years. Yeah. And then from then, I totally changed my career path to real estate. Okay. Yeah, so from real estate itself, that's where the feng shui journey started. Oh, hey, yeah. understand. Okay, so before we talk about feng shui, right, what about the property industry attracted you? What was it about the, in the industry of property? Mm -hmm. Right, but it is very different to the hotel industry. Yes, correct. At first, I was thinking like I've been in the hotel for almost like more than 15 years. Mm. So it's kind of like that's enough for me. Okay. Yeah, and uh, plus people were saying that, oh, you're from Malaysia, you're multilingual, why don't you do, you know, something that you can, other languages as well. So property will be good for you, right? Yes. So that's how I buy into it. Okay, yeah. okay. So you kind of like uh, identify a lot of your personal skill set and your traits, right? That would lend itself well right. to, to the property industry. Yeah. Okay, okay, fantastic. So when you did enter the property industry, how was that journey? Because you didn't start on Feng Shui immediately in the arrangement that you have right now, yeah. right? As an established consultancy. Mm. There were a couple of things before that. Could you share us a little bit more? Sure. So when I was in the real estate industry, mm. so obviously, you know, we have to do like home opens. Yes. So when you walk into every single house, there are different type of energy, okay. right? And also, I noticed that some people move into a new house, mm. they can either do better or do worse. Mm. Yeah. So it depends on when you move to a new place, your life, is it moving forward or backward? Mm. Right? Understood. Yeah. So that's how I found out. And I was thinking like, probably this is something got to do with my dad. My dad also learning from shows back then when we were young. So we kind of grown right. with this sort of practice. Right? So, but when we were young, that time we wasn't interested. I like, like I was, I myself wasn't interested. I find it very boring. So as, yeah, it's kind of like, okay, you do whatever you do. You do you, I do I, you know, it's like mm. whatever you say, sometimes you say, okay, you know, this door cannot use, you know, use the other door. Yeah. So we didn't question much, but it's just that, okay, whatever you say. Mm. So since Understand. then young until the day that I was in real estate industry, mm. feng shui literally never came to my mind. Right. Yeah. Right. Ne never. Because I was thinking, you know, I live on my life well. I live as an expert in the overseas country, you know, in the hotel industry, living mm. my life, mm. literally. So I got nothing to worry about. So life changes, you know, like I say, every 10 years. Yep. So, so when I in hotel uh, uh, real estate industry, so that's how it came across my mind saying that, no, this is something that uh, looks familiar. You know, it's like, it probably like from yeah memory. from my memory mm. yeah so would, would it be fair to say like you know at the point when you left your family and you pursue your own career etc mm. was feng shui 
at the back of your mind or you kind of decided to leave it behind it was something that your parents did but you had no interest in not interested at, at all. all yeah okay yeah, not interested at i all. never thought of it you yeah. know because living the best 10 years in life you know why why should you worry about it why phone free right <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah fantastic yeah what moment really kind of made you feel as if this could potentially be your destiny right to to be a practitioner in feng shui so you mentioned that obviously you opened a lot of homes mm. and you started to kind of see the the connections but was there a particular moment mm. in your life maybe something that happened maybe something that like you know you experienced that really made you think okay i think this is a this is a sign okay this is all from my personal experience all right so like i say I got married and I started building my own home. Mm. Yeah. So I designed the home. We built the home. It was a beautiful home. Right? Beautiful. Right after I moved in that house, energy changed. Everything changed in my life. I changed my career. Yeah. Yep. Living in the new home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feeling, you, you can start feeling that the energy is different. Yeah. Yeah. So in the real estate wise, not doing well. Okay. Yeah. Not doing well. And uh, family-wise, it's not about me and my husband, but not going well as well in general. Okay. Yep. Mm. So you, you, I kind of think, you know, it's like, why am I not living like back then how I live? You know, life has changed. So when you the marry, yeah. yeah. So when you mm. marry someone, you have commitment, right? So that's one of the of things as well. Yeah. Yep. So, but back then I didn't know that the house that we built was wrong. Okay, please explain more. Like, you know, what did you realize? Yeah, so... About the house. So from there, I... In the back of my mind, I was thinking like, you know, something is not right here. I need to find out. I need to find out more. Mm. So I started reading books. Then the feng shui thing came in, like about my dad, you know, how he told us not to use this, not to use that. So I started reading books. And then from books, and then I find some of the master in Malaysia, right? Okay. So I started following them because every master is different. Mm. So right up until I found the master that is really sharing his knowledge mm. rather than he's selling his knowledge rather than selling ornaments. Mm. Yeah. So from there, I, I found out that my house was totally designed in the wrong way yeah so the sitting facing are all different because it has to match our destiny chart which is our what we call day the birth yep and we'll go uh, into that in detail in a a, a moment yeah got it so so from there yes i literally go in to more like in depth you know like study more Mm. with the feng shui master i just it's full on like like i just can't stop Okay. Yeah, because there's so much more that we can discover. Right. Yeah, so much more. Right. In that. Yeah. Okay. So so let me get this right. So you were searching and searching, right? And then you finally found this master. Okay. In KL? Was that correct? In KL. In correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, did he provide you with a set of guidance? Like and and you applied it to your life? Like what made you like, you know, believe, oh wow, that really made a difference. So correct. Yeah, mm. it, so 
because back then feng shui, as you know, like about five thousand years ago, right? So right. yeah, it happens then. Yes. And then people out there or, or some practitioner out there is abusing it by selling ornaments. Mm. So, you know, in Southeast Asia, feng shui is big in Southeast Asia. So when people are just desperate, mm. they buy. Yeah. Okay. So, but people are not stupid either. Yes. They know when they buy, whether it works or not, that's another question, right? Yes. Yeah. So people are not stupid. So if you actually have the knowledge of teaching someone in the right formula or right way, right. then people will apply it accordingly yes. and they will know whether it works. Mm, yeah, so understand. from there. So it's all about the heaven, man, and earth luck, like the energy, you know, okay. it has to be aligned. Yes, yes, perfect. Yeah, so that's from there is fascinating. I would say it's so much more that I find out a lot out there that people doesn't know about. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well... This is a perfect uh, intermission, so we're going to stop really quickly. And now, a quick word from our sponsors, New Style Shutters. Are you looking to elevate your Perth home or commercial property? With stylized roller shutters, outdoor blinds, and security doors from New Style Shutters, you can add form and function without breaking the bank. But don't just take our word for it. Come see for yourself at their Malaga showroom, one of the largest in Perth, where they have a massive summer sale on right now. Alternatively, you can visit newstyleshutters.com.au to view their entire range of products and solutions and to organize for a free measure and quote in the comfort of your home or office. New Style Shutters, Perth's leading roller shutter company. It's how we roll. Okay, so Sue, tell us a little bit more about why you got into feng shui. Yeah. All right. So like I said earlier, mm. when I study feng shui, then I discovered that there's a lot more for us to, for me to discover. So one of the things that fascinate me is the trend that changes over every two decades, which is 20 years. Okay. Yeah. Which we call three cycles, nine periods. Okay. So each period governed 20 years mm. on one of the five elements energy, mm. right? So it's, for example, now year 2024, we just kicked in the first year of period nine. Period nine. Yeah. So period nine is fire element. Fire element. Yeah. Okay. So back 20 years ago, mm. so the first year of period eight is year 2004. Mm. That is uh, earth energy. Earth energy. Yeah. And then the backtrack another 20 years back then was started 1984. Okay. Right. So that was yin metal energy. Yin metal. Yeah. Okay. So why I say it's very interesting is if you think back in 1984, mm. right? So if I ask you, what are the trends in 80s, 90s? Mm. Yeah. So can you recall back 80s, 90s? What was the trend? Like even though now I can give you a, a, a clue, mm. even though now if you think, if you hear about 80s, 90s, what is in the back of your mind? Well, I mean, like, you know, I, I wouldn't know too much because uh, I was only born around that time. <laughs> <laughs> if I can be completely transparent. I mean, there must have been some momentous events. Yeah, but please. Let me ask you, mm. are you still, do you listen to 80s, 90s song? 1890s song, are you talking about the what the music? the Cantonese uh, music? Either or? Cantonese, English, you know. A few in, of them? In general? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So you you wasn't that young then. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for letting everyone else know on this podcast. Now everyone knows how old I am. 
Alright, so because of yin metal energy, right? Yes. It was also a tui gua. So tui, if you know Mandarin, mm. tui gua is represent ma. Yeah. Got it. So yin, yin metal energy is also represent glamorous. It's like a diamond ring. Yes. Yeah, yin and yang, yeah? Got it. So back then, if you recall back, yep. it's all the singers, even Hong Kong or Western country. Yes. So Kylie Minogue, you know, Madonna, all this. So that's, that, that was the time. Right. That was the trend. So, especially in Hong Kong, right? In yes. Hong Kong, you know that a lot of people are practice feng shui in Hong Kong. And Understand. sorry to say that they are very superstitious as well. Yes. So, back then, I still remember, I asked my mom, I said, how come all these actors or actresses, they started to sing? Even Jackie Chan was trying to sing as well. Uh -huh. Remember Jackie Chan? Yeah, Jackie Chan Yay. was singing too. Uh he had a couple of albums, I right? Oh, so 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 he was, got it. He, he was a you know a martial artist. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so he started to sing. But you know what? After I learned this, right, this yeah. Chinese metaphysics thing, I was fascinated. It's so much. I was like, wow. I say that must be because back then mm. those master has given them the clue. You know what you need to do, mm. right? But however, having said that. It's not everyone think they'll be successful. Yep. Yeah. So that has to match with what you were given, like what you're born with, mm. right? But in general, in general, it was tui gua, which is mouth. So it's either you do coaching like Tony Robbins. Yes. Yeah. Or you sing. Yep. Yeah. So back then, music was, was so big, it's like really Michael big. Jackson and all this, you know? Mm. So no, it, I won't say nobody knows, but when we learn, we now look back and we know that why that was happening. Got it. Right? Yes. Okay, now we move on to year 2004. Yep. That is earth element. Yep. Right? So when it's earth element, you think back again or you look back again, what was the trend back then? Uh, 2004, I mean, there was like that tech stock crash at the start of 2000. Yeah. Right? And if you think about earth element, mm. isn't it property? Mm. Yeah. Yes. So property started to spy. The prices yes. start, started to increase. You know. Yes. So it's about because Earth element is about stability. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of big shopping mall was built. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's also got a lot, a lot back then as well. So the main component is all this, like property, big shopping mall. Uh, people love nine to five job because it's stability because mm. Earth doesn't move. Yeah. That is right. Yeah. So now that we move right. into the period nine, which is this year onwards. Uh, this year onwards. Yeah. Okay. So I won't be let elaborate too much of period nine first. Of course. I will save this yes. for the next podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Sue. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Now, if I can kind of go back to kind of a overall look now, mm. a lot of the listeners may or may not have heard of feng shui before. And I think uh, it's fair to say that everyone has a different idea of what feng shui is, Correct. right? Some people think, oh, it's just a matter of like, you know, moving your chairs around. If you put your table at the 45 degrees and then voila, done. Like, you know, you change your luck for the better. <laughs> I am sure that you have, you know, uh, been through this uh, countless times, yep. right? So can you share with us a few of the more, how do you say, common misconceptions mm. of feng shui, right? and perhaps share with the listeners how one should understand and perceive feng shui in the, I guess, in the proper manner. Correct, correct. sure. 
So feng shui is basically provide or create positive energy flow Mm. or outcome for our life, Mm. right? So it's all about the timing, yeah, the energy. So those these these two things has to align. Yeah, yeah. So you like people say you're doing the right thing at the right place, right time. Mm. Yeah. So it creates opportunity, right? So that would include like relationship. Not only spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, also business partners as well. Yeah. And then go on is uh, our health. Yeah. So we know if let's say this year there's certain uh, volatile energy that comes in, in certain sector, right? So things that we shouldn't do is renovate the sector, mm. right? So to avoid those energy that affect our health or any, it depends on which sector is uh, the energy is sitting on, yeah. right? So what sort of energy that will affect what sort of thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and also at the same time for career, which is wealth, right? So there are yes. certain flying star that comes in, in each year that you can activate the energy. So when you activate the wealth energy, it doesn't mean that you win lottery. It's actually giving Darn you, it. yeah, it giving mm-hmm. you opportunity so that you can meet the right person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for example, if you activate that place, then you go out and networking, right? Yeah, so when you network, of course, you have to participate, yeah? Your etiquette has to be good and then you have to be value added to other people as well. Absolutely. So from there, mm. then you can get opportunity back from people that want to engage with you mm. or want to work with you, mm. yeah? That sort of thing. So it's uh, about self-enhance in order to move forward. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So, so really, it's not as simple as kind of like you know one or two little activities that you do, but it's more like a kind of a almost like a philosophy, correct? Right, like yeah. a way of living, correct? Right. So, uh, you is need, that fair to say? Yeah, sure. You need to want mm. to mm. participate with it. Yes. Yeah. So sometimes I was saying that okay, this sector is good this year. You you should you know use more sec- use this sector to do your work. Mm. You know stuff like that. But if you're uh, you know a couch potato or potato couch yes. <laughs> and yes. not doing anything. So even though the, the energy is good at that sector, it won't work. You're yeah. not seizing, you, you know. know. You won't, you, it won't work because one thing people think is feng shui is magic, which is not. Like you just think it and then it will happen. Correct. Yeah, if it is that, doesn't exist. You know what? Okay. If, if it is that easy, right? <laughs> All the there is no feng shui master out there. <laughs> everyone is a feng shui master Correct. at that point, yeah. right? No, everyone will be a millionaire. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, we we actually also see the same thing with marketing as well. <laughs> when we no, all come to us. No, if you if you yes. don't put effort to work on it. Correct. Nothing works. Yeah. 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 Nothing works. Okay. Since we're on this topic of, I guess, uh, changing uh, lives, right? So I I believe that you do both personal as well as commercial aspects of feng shui. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? So would you mind sharing us uh, a memorable story from both aspects? So one that you've worked on on a personal basis, right? That you'd be able to achieve some really, how do you say, extraordinary results. Yeah. And then also the same on the, the commercial side. Like say, for example, for property yep so initially when i started this business that time Mm. a lot of diagnosis was health people get sick Mm. yeah 
yeah from there and then uh, when i go into the house from the house formula itself then i can see that what is not right what is right you know are they using the right sector you know or have they activated the sector that it shouldn't be activated yeah so uh, diagnosis health is a lot and uh, people who have challenges in life like relationship as well mm. yeah so that one is in general like uh, one of the best example i can tell you is a lady who engaged initially was doing a date selections a specific date, a personalized date, date selection so that one she engaged my service for the, the following year like the whole year that she wants to know what are the best date for her to use for the entire year right she planned out what she wants to do yep so obviously, I think she must have done something that it works for her. And uh, following year, she engaged my service for house feng shui. So mm. she bought she bought a house and I went to the house and she was looking for one. So I was helping her to look for those that is actually suitable for her and her family. And then right after six months to a year, she bought an office. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, so this one... This one so far is the one that is a long journey, not that long actually, in a couple of years or three years, I would say, like, so it's like consistent. Yep. Yeah. So until now, she's still uh, following me. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Another one I could share in commercial one is industrial. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So uh, initially they're facing uh, issues of, there are money coming in. They're leasing that factory. Mm. Yep. There are money coming in, however, they can't sustain the money. Yeah. So okay. they are obviously in Feng Shui, they are sectors from the formula itself. You can see there are sectors that is particularly for sales, yes. the sector that is particularly for finance. Yeah. Yes. So you want the sales team to sit at the right sector or right place or facing the right di direction yep. in order to get money in. Mm. And then the finance is able to retain the money. Okay, yeah? got it. So from there, I think about six months to a year later, yes. they managed to buy the factory and then they rebrand. Oh, wow. Wow, that, that, that's, really, that's really great. Yeah, no. So that, that actually very rewarding when you hear that. And, and how did the clients feel like, you know, when, when they go through this process, right? Like, you know, how does it make them feel through this entire journey? Well, as long as they are happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as long as they're happy, you know, it's like that. That's my main purpose, you know. Mm. At the end, at the end of the day, people want result. Exactly what I was yeah. going to go to, right? Right. People want result because you, know? you were able to get that for them. Yes, and you need to you need to be yes. sensible, right? Mm -hmm. People want facts, and they they want result. So yes. if talking about health in general, like as a Western country and yes. Southeast Asia, it's very different. Okay. Very very different. Okay. Just really quickly, what makes it different? Like what makes Australia different to Southeast Asia? All right. In Australia, there is more of facts. Yes. Yeah. People uh, want to see the things. They want to know whether it's tangible. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So like feng shui service is, I would say, is kind of like intangible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So most of the business that come through is either worth a month or they generally already believe in feng shui. Where in Southeast Asia, yes. it started a long time ago. Mm. So a lot of Asians there, they already practice using it. Like my, like I said, my dad has been using it back then for his business. Mm. And that was how long ago? In fact, it's about 50 years ago. 50 years ago. Yeah, so you see. So in Asia, 
a lot easier. Yeah. Yep. But in Western country, I'm not saying that only Australia, but ha having said that any other Western country, you know, yeah, but time has changed, you know, the period has changed. So uh, when I go to uh, attend the feng shui or any astrology seminar, yes, there's a lot more, lot more Westerner now in, in the room, you know, it's like in the, from all sort of different countries like Canada, America, you know, mm. it can, some are even from Romania. Oh, wow. Yeah, Russian, you know. Okay. So I was like, wow, France and also Italy as well, you know. Wow. So, so really, you, you're feeling that it's starting to become uh, a bit more mainstream? Correct. You would a, say? A lot of people started practice on it. Practicing yeah. on it. Okay. So yeah. all you need to do is hmm. participate at the right place, right time. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you, for a person, if you're really keen, I would say, you need to Please. participate. Okay. It has to be disciplined with it. So, right, for example, I'm, if I'm giving you a date to do something mm. or to change or move any furniture, mm. do it at that time. Don't come back as excusing that, oh, I could, I have no time, you know, I have to work, I cannot take leave. So, I say it either way. Yes. Now, you want to continue to do better or you want to stay where you are? Your choice. I understand. Yeah, your yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And would you say that consistency? Is really important when it comes to 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 feng shui. Correct, correct. Because I also yes. discovered one of the lady that I used to attend feng shui class, but I think probably she's just a beginner. But unfortunately, she didn't continue, and also she obviously she forgotten about you know like how feng shui works. So one year she was accidentally activated the bad energy sector. Got it. Yeah, so it wasn't very pleasant year for her. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't very pleasant year for her. Mm. Understand, mm. understand. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you so much. Those two stories definitely highlight the, the two examples of the person commercial. I remember that you did tell me a story a long time ago, and this is something that's quite interesting. So this is for a specific beauty in Hong Kong, right? Which is the Bank of China, I do believe. It's the famous building in Hong Kong where it has the opposing elevators. You told me this story before, like, uh, can you share with us a specific famous landmark, right, that is specifically designed for feng shui? Is there any that come to mind? I'm not familiar in Hong Kong, to be honest. Yes. Yeah, so I have not personally go to Hong Kong to look at the feng shui part of it. Okay. But I've been to like Malaysia, Singapore, China, and also Taiwan, but mm. they are more of a landform. Landform. Yeah, okay. more of a landform rather than the specific building itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Have you looked at Genting? Yeah. <laughs> yes? No? <laughs> Genting, to be honest, I have not studied the feng shui for Genting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I know in Malaysia, there is a lot of opportunity there in the sense that because Malaysia has a lot of green, like a lot of mountain. A lot of mountains. Yeah, and very green as well. So from there, you obviously can tap into quite a few good energy. So mm. feng shui is come from, majority is from the landform. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So it's mountain, water, as you, you guys know. Mm. So that's why sometimes if you know how to tap in the right energy at the right direction, yes, then you will get it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. You get it. No, no that, that's really good. Kind of leading on towards that, right? Feng Shui itself, you talked about like, you know, the form, right? Actually, the name Feng Shui already gives it away. So, so the two words for Feng Shui, so can you describe what those two words are? So what is the meaning of Feng? And what is the meaning of sui? 
Feng as of if you look at the Chinese word is yep. wind, right? Yeah. But I won't I won't call it as wind. Mm. I would say it's more of energy. Yep. Yeah. Sui is obviously the water. Mm. Yeah. So Feng Shui, I don't know why they call it as Feng Shui to be honest, but in general, I will say it's more coming from the general environment, like the landform. Got it. Mm. Got it. So, so where the wind blow? Where the wind blows? Uh, where, which direction is the wind blow? How do you tap? And which direction of the uh, river or water is flowing? How do you tap into it? Got yeah? it. Yeah. So yeah. Feng, Feng is wind, right? Yes. So Feng and Sui. So how do you tap into that energy? How you that mm. Okay, got it. Fantastic. We'd love to provide uh, all of our listeners some immediate value, right? Uh, whether it's personal or whether it's the entrepreneurs or business owners that are listening, right? On how they could practically apply feng shui into their lives. So would you be able to share? Are yeah. you talking about the energy this year? The dragon wood year? Yes. T- tell us more oh. about that. Like, yes, please. It's actually a wood dragon year. Okay. Yeah. All right. So wood dragon, this year the wood is a yang wood. Yang so wood. there's a yin and yang. Okay. So yang wood is like a big tree. A big tree. Big tree. Yes. Yin wood is like a flower, like grass or weed, you know? Mm. So this year is a yang wood. Yang wood. So yang wood is a big tree. Yes. Dragon, we call chen, jia. Chen, jia is yang wood. Eh? Chen is... And in Chen itself is a very solid earth. Mm. Yeah? Yes. So it's a big tree growing on the earth, right? Yes. Yeah. So imagine that when it has a big tree that powers up the sunlight, what happened to the weeds and grass underneath? Will it die? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So this is the energy that giving one of the hint. Yeah. Okay. So it's all about the big player this year. Big players. Yeah. Okay. So what I mean is it implies of one success, nine failures. Got it. Got it. Yeah. It doesn't sound very promising or very glory, mm-hmm. but this is what the energy is coming this year. All right. So so let's say, for example, as a business owner, right, I would expect that, you know, maybe I am trying, you know, 10, 15 different ventures, right? But what you're saying is that you can expect most of them to probably not do as well as you you think. But the few, right, the two or three will succeed very, very well. Did I get that right? Or maybe please explain that. I'll give you a summary here. Yeah, great. All right. So the expecting issues yes. for this year, year 2024. First is justice. Okay. Yeah. Second issues will be the fraud and scam. A lot of scams out there. Yep, fraud yep. and scams. Yep. yep. Conflict of will escalate. Conflicts will escalate. Yep. Hyperinflation. Hyperinflation. And job loss. Okay. Yeah. So job losses. If you look, if you these are the issues first, right? So yes. let's take a tackle about these issues first. Looking back in year 2022 and 23. Yes. So war is happening and that will continue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Scam is always there and it's going to be more. So if mm. anything sounds too good to be true, so be careful. So don't jump into conclusions or, or any investment. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I, I've been called a Nigerian prince many times now. I know. The phone. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good, but... 
Yeah. So, um, you know, inflation is really happening and that, that will continue. Yeah. Yep. Job loss, uh, one of the reasons is AI. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, well, AI stands for? Uh... Artificial intelligence. Got it. Mm. Got it. So, so you're saying that job replaced by Correct. machines. Correct. Okay. Mm. okay. So it's just, we we can foresee that you know it's like it's really coming right. What to do or what to prepare in twenty twenty four? Yes. If you know that you know this sort of thing is coming. So first, delay any big investment. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So don't simply invest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Second, have some reserve to create a high risk portfolio. Mm. Yeah. Third. Double down on backup plan, especially on the new skills. So learn something new, even though myself is learning how to do Canva now. <laughs> Wait, oh, very good, very good. Yeah, there's something, there's always something out there you can learn. You yes. know, it's like, all right, fair enough, put side hustle as one side. Yeah, side hustle is, is a business, another second business. Yes. But skill is different, right? Mm. Yeah, so it depends on what you like. You know, learn it well, do it well. Got it. Mm. Got so it. it's always useful when it comes to time that you need it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're saying that you, one doesn't have to start a second job or part time job. It's just learning something new. Yes, that's right. So got it. Imagine if you jump into a part time job that you don't know to, how to do the job. Mm. So what is the point? Yeah, right. right. Yeah, so mm. you have to know how to do the thing first before you start, right? Mm. Yeah, so it. do it well first before you start. Mm. Yeah, know your skill, know your knowledge, have all that. Then only you can move forward. Oh, very sage advice. Yeah. yeah. So the fourth one is liquidity, which is cash is king. So if you have cash, keep it now. Don't simply spend. Mm. Yeah. Less buying those that unnecessary stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. All those uh, smash avocados and yeah, uh, $10 coffees. Oh, so expensive. Things are getting really expensive I now, know, aren't they? Yeah, so, you know, look, yes. if, it, if you don't need it, don't buy. You know, it's like, why? Exactly. Yeah, because exactly. you never know that when do you need that cash again? Like, or, or when do you need it? Next one. Focus on spiritual growth. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. A lot of people uh, feel very stressful is because when things doesn't work for them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So another way to calm yourself is going to spiritual path. Yeah. Any, any that you can be like any religion, any meditation class or rituals that you're doing, you know, it can be anything that suits you. Yes. Yeah. So that will calm your mind. So to be honest, right, don't talk about feng shui just yet. So even though people who doesn't practice feng shui, mm. if they practice meditation, in general, their mind is a lot calmer. Like, let's say, if you want to make a decision or things doesn't happen your way, you don't straight jump up and say, that, oh, you know, get upset why things are not happening for you, you know. Jump into conclusions that you don't even know whether it's right or wrong. So you don't have a calm mind and you don't focus. So that's where the problem start. So it's that reaction, like the reaction. Try not to react so quickly. Correct. So when you react too quickly, mm -mm. that means your focus is not there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You're not calm enough. And you don't know what you want. 
Mm, exactly. And, and also, does it allow you to make informed decisions? Yes, right? that's right. If you react too quickly. Correct. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to like, you know, taking a step back. Yes. Looking at it, right, from multiple angles. Yeah. Well, that's why sometimes yeah. people say like, why did I make wrong decisions? Why did I make the wrong move? Everyone makes a lot of different moves, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. You can never be a hundred percent with every move. I, I'm not life. saying that yeah. you know everyone has to be perfect, hmm. but at least this will minimize, you know, the chances of you you making mistake. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I say just now, one success, nine failures. Right. Got it. The next one yeah. is to form a community. Mm. Yeah. So the small one, the small business owner. Try to join venture with the big ones. Yep. Yes. And the big ones, you know, aligns with the small ones. Got it. Yeah. So that will actually work a lot better when it comes to business. So the big one helps the small one, where the small one will actually give a better idea to the big one. Understand. Yeah. So yes. when you have a small business, doesn't mean that you're nothing, right? Mm, a lot of small of business owners are out here, right? So... You never know. A big company might buy into your ideas. Got it. Yeah. Understand. So, so these are the opportunity you have to go and seek for it. Mm. So like I said, don't sit back at the couch doing nothing, you know. Yes. Do something. Always be doing something. Do right? something. Yes. So would you say like, you know, in, in business language, right? Are you talking about partnerships? Partnerships. Alliances. Alliances. Yeah. Right. Collaborations. Okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I understand you. Mm. Yeah. So 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 that's a great tip for, for, for the listeners to take away. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Was there anything, any other particular tips on your mind? All right. One thing is, it just came across my mind that uh, I was talking about the feng shui flying star uh, energy, right? Yes. So any one of you, like any houses will have a west sector, mm. north, south, east, west, yeah? Yes. So the west sector where we have, every year we have one flying star that flies, which is a calamity star. Yes. Yeah, it's a severe no-no. Mm. Yeah, no touch zone. No touch zones. Yeah. So that energy is flying to the west sector this year. Okay. Yeah. So I just want you guys to know that at your home, at your office, you know, try not to renovate, at least not to renovate that sector this year. The West sector. The West sector. Yep. Yeah. So at least that will prevent you of, you know, any calamity energy that, you know, hit you or affect you yeah. in general. So you're saying North, South, East is fine, but not West. West is most important one, which is... Don't run away like the uh, the more volatile one. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Got the it. most the most volatile one. Okay. Yeah. So of course there are nice stuff lying together, and each star means different thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Understand. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Now, really quickly, talk about pro property, right? Uh, do you have a couple of really basic techniques that someone could just walk away and maybe start to think about in their home? So you talk about the West sector, right? But is there anything a bit more specific in terms of like, you know, the layout that is like, you know, that can be applied to many homes, right? Regardless of the position or the direction that they're in. Like, is there any, any ideas like that? Like, for example, I'll give you one, right? People talk a lot about hallways, right? Talk about doors and entrances. Is there anything you can share? Anything that is, uh, you think it's quite interesting and valuable that people can walk away and say, oh, actually... Okay. You know, one of the easiest, my energy. Yes, yeah. one of the easiest way to mitigate that is 
the common one is door to door. So when okay, you wait. open your door, right, and then you see right through at the end is another door. So so okay, are you starting from the front door? From the front door, all the way to the back door. All the way to the back door. Okay. So there's no partition in between. You know, there's no blockage in between. You know, so the energy like that is like flowing through from the main entrance all the way to the end. So it, you can't retain it. You can't retain the energy mm. at home. So what we call this as money in, money out. Yes, ear in, ear out, as they say, right? <laughs> so this this is something you can mitigate is to put a partition there. Yep. Yeah. So either a bookshelf or ping pong. Yep. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Sort of thing. Or you could actually put a physical door if you wish. Uh, Would no, you put it? No more physical door because it doesn't make sense. Door to door and door to door again, right? Understand. Yeah. So no, no, not a physical door, but has to be a bookshelf, like anything solid. Yeah. Yeah. That will break that direction. To break that directions. Okay. Yeah. So at least this is something easy that you can apply at home. Okay. Mm. All right. Because some structure is a wrong structure, so it's hard for me to point out each and every one of them. Where what happened if someone has that sort of structure and they can't move houses? It, it's already it's, permanent, it's right? It's already permanent, mm. and you can't change that. Then, then that is not a good feeling, right? Yeah. That one, you, you have to come to me for a personal <laughs> consult. True. Well, which is the reason why, like, you know, the best practice is to come and have a chat to you first before okay. any major decision. Yes. Is, is that fair? Yes, yes. So, yeah. so at the moment, it's more of people like building homes, you yes. know, they started knowing this feng shui thing. Yes. So they engage my service to build a new home. Mm. So it's from the scratch. Yes. Right? So that, that one, I love it, you know. Or looking for a new home. Looking for a new home is not as bad, but at least you know whether the home is suitable for you or not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Mm. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, kind of leading on to that from there, right? We're coming to the end of the show, right? And I do want to thank you again for like being on the podcast, oh, our thank very you. first episode. And I will take up your offer for that second one, right? Uh, when your busy schedules permit. Uh, the the so, period nine. Yeah. Yes, the period nine. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so for all our listeners out there, where can they find you? I'm in social media. Yes. Yeah. So from Google, if you type in property place mastery consultancy, you can see me there. Yes. And there are Google reviews as well. Yes. And also in Instagram, there yes. will be PPM consultancy. Yep. Yeah. Or in LinkedIn, you you can find me in Su Wang. And Su Wang, mm. is it? Okay. All right. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much again, Su. And thank you to our My listeners. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, thank you to all the, the listeners for this episode of The Way of Chi Fu. And always remember to live life your way. Always. Yes. Thank you again. Thank and you. See you next time. Okay. See you. See you. Bye.